Reggie, what what has allowed you to have so much success this year, man? I called I've called ten of your games on TSN. I feel like I have been watching you from afar without <laughs> getting a chance to talk to you yes, for sir. a significant portion of the season. You yeah. are flying around, going crazy, and enjoying the experience. But what yeah. has allowed you to have success in this first year? Uh, man, I just think it's credit to how I was raised. Uh, my love of the game of football. I've been playing it since the age of three, which is crazy. Uh, my knowledge, how much I uh, just surround myself around football literally 24-7. Uh, always want to learn a fact. Always want to learn a new play, a skill, uh, just information. Any time I could just pick up on anything with football, I think uh, just throughout my career and my journey, it has uh, brought me to this stage and has allowed me to really excel and express uh, who I am as a player and for other people to finally see. Uh, out here in Canada, you know, my body of work and what I can bring to the table. So a lot of credit uh, just to how I was raised and the things in my life. And then just right now, specifically speaking about our journey of being with the Montreal Alouettes, I uh, got to give a lot of credit to the front office, guys like Coach Moss and uh, Coach Thorpe too as well, man. Those guys have just helped me so much and so quickly learn the game with the CFL. You know, it's a different game truly, and uh, it brings a lot of different things to you as a player, especially coming from down south. Yeah. So uh, being able to just to be around those guys, pick their brain every single day and learn so many things, and then being around a team that has a great group of guys. You know, I came from Kansas State, but before that I was at Prairie View A&M, and uh, these guys up here remind me so many, so so much of my teams back at home in college. Uh, the culture here with the French speaking yep. and uh, the guys, man, they're just, I just give so much credit to them because they're just good teammates. They're really good people. They looked out for me. Uh, I faced a lot of adversity uh, going into this year from being cut and so many guys messaging me like, bro, we cannot believe you got cut. Yeah. And then guys uh, seeing when I was back and just bringing me back in with open arms like they did when I first got there in camp. And then going through adversity, losing some family members early in, uh, earlier in the year, and those guys just wrapping their arms around me and encouraging me and keeping me going. And then just to be here now and these guys really leaning on me and looking up to me to go make those plays and go, you know, get us here to where we're at right now in the Great Cup. Uh, just so many factors, and I'm just grateful for it all. It's an amazing story, man. Yeah. And the idea of going from, as you say, cut into having – People on this defense look at like I mean you got Siante Evans playing out next to you there at the field <laughs> halfback spot. Yeah. He's like he's a vet in the league and there, there's there's times where he's probably looking at you and go, Hey Reggie, I need you to be here, man. <laughs> yes. And you're like, Yeah, I got you. Yeah, relax, yeah, relax, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. that going from getting released to coming back and having that influence has to be amazing. Mm -hmm. The the de definition I would say of Noel Thorpe's defense from the outside looking into a lot of mm -hmm. people who have followed his career and what he's done in, in variety of places, attack. Attack, attack, right? He, he wants to get after people. I know how fiery he is and the way that he speaks to you guys. What have you enjoyed about playing in his defense, his scheme? Because as you listed there, the coach is giving belief to you. Mm -hmm. I got to imagine for a guy in your first year playing full-time, African cut, coming back and being given the responsibilities that he's given yeah. you at arguably the most uh -huh. difficult position to play in the defense, yeah. he's had to have pulled you aside a couple of different times and had <laughs> one-on-ones with you to say, listen, man, it's you. Let's yeah. go. It's, it's You've got the the reins here. Let's run. Yeah, he definitely has. Uh, we meet usually like twice a week, yep. uh, every week, and uh, we just have conversations. We talk about life. We talk about football. And uh, it just meant a whole lot to me and who he is as a coach. Yeah, everybody sees the attack, 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 and that's very good. Uh, it's good to have that philosophy sometimes, but – He's just an all-around coach. He knows it all. He's been on multiple stages. Uh, 
And that's what kind of brought me back to uh, Montreal. You know, when I was cut, it's crazy. It's a full circle moment, but I was actually about to go to Winnipeg. <laughs> and I decided to come here back again, you know, just because it felt more like home. And right. I trusted Coach Thorpe because I knew what he knew how, how to get to the Grey Cup. So just who he is as a coach, he's very well-rounded. Uh, he's very experienced. Uh, and he can just throw so many things at you at so many times that uh, it leaves quarterbacks confused, like a lot of people saw last week in the game against well, the Hotels. That, that's the next one i got to yeah. ask you about here is yeah. you, you guys, have, you know, I was just listening to Anthony Calvillo here on the, on Media Day, mm -hmm. and he's talking about, you know, people have their doubts. We finish the season 11-7. and seven, We go on win streaks, losing streaks, whatever. We yep. kind of ride through it. We believe in each other. And you said, you know, when we had home field, we thought we could take advantage of some things that Hamilton did, mm -hmm. and then they did, and he's like, but – Nobody was picking us going into Toronto. Yeah, nobody did. And that's respectful, respectfully and credit to Toronto. You know, they went 16-2. and two. What a yeah. great year oh, yeah. to tie a record like that. That's been held, what, since Edmonton. I think they had it in 89, yeah, yeah. 79, something like that. That's crazy. So got to give a lot of credit to the guys at Toronto, their front office and what they do. But nobody believed in us, but we believed. So uh, So here's the real question. Yeah. The hell did you guys do to Chad Kelly? Uh, like in terms of confusing his eyes because it's like he saw things pretty clearly – Mm -hmm. most of the year and he saw it pretty clearly most of the year against mm -hmm. you guys and mm -hmm. I, and i'm i'm watching that game and thinking to myself the whole time because i used to play quarterback i'm going uh, oh he's just not seeing it yeah like he he, he doesn't know what he's looking at right now and yeah. you know without being in the locker room and explaining the x's nose mm -hmm. perfectly you don't really fully understand the big picture but how yeah. how would you say that you were able to trick his eyes because you only get that so many turnovers from a quarterback that's been that good throughout the year yeah if you're making his eyes lie to him and you guys did that to Chad last week I think the biggest thing was we finally capitalized on the things that he does give people a lot mm. you know throughout the year uh as I'm watching film teams just didn't capitalize on the mistakes that he did make you know what I mean and we continued to play our brand of football and we played with more of an edge because we knew it was winner go home right. but the simple fact of just doing our jobs and who Coach Thorpe is as a coach and giving you so many looks so many disguises so many things that we can toss and turn at you or just playing regular sometimes you know that brings a lot of mind games to a quarterback so you know we capitalized on the things that he gave us and we just keep playing our brand of football how much fun was that third quarter at bmo field where because everybody that's listening to this has <laughs> ever been part of an upset yeah where you've been counted out i'm yeah. not sure there's a sweeter feeling than upsetting somebody in their house where yeah. like their fans are booing <laughs> their quarterback and you're running off the field and celebrating yeah. with your guys after pick yeah. after pick turnover turnover uh, you know two and outs getting punts and stuff and you're just how much fun was like that? That felt yeah. like that was such a an environment yeah. for Montreal to almost validate the amount of work that you had gone through the year yeah. trying to prove no, we actually can beat Toronto, uh -huh. BC, or Winnipeg. Yeah, it's just confidence and just letting people know that we're here. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? That we're nothing to be played with. Uh, but that third quarter was amazing. Uh, it was crazy because I finally got to look back on it on film. But just being in the moment, it was just like next play, yep. next play. Next play, because we thought Chad Kelly, like, great quarterback. Like, he did some amazing things this year. And uh, just the team that he was around, too, guys like Olette or DeVaris Daniels or even, like, Neil or Orger, like, the receivers that they had, their crew was just crazy talented. So we just had a next play mentality and just capitalized on our uh, layups. And, man, let's just go keep making them play. Pay, play after play after play. Yeah. I, I saw Ocho Cinco was on the pivot recently. I don't know if you saw the clip that was going around yeah. where he was basically just like, yeah, my first year in the CFL, I thought I was just going to beat the hell out of everybody. And then I showed up <laughs> to training camp in Montreal. Uh -huh. And yep. Ocho was like, I got to training camp. And I was like, shit, yep. these guys are good, man. Yeah. Have you had a moment this year in your first year in the CFL where you've lined up against, whether it's somebody on your own team or somebody on a different team, 
where you've been like, why the hell is this guy in this league? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's been a lot of really, really good defensive guys that I've seen in this league. Yeah. Uh, but offensively, I know there's been guys that came from the league that I played against, uh, guys that probably haven't had a shot. And I, I respect their talent and all that. I think my wake-up call was in training camp. And I was oh. like, oh, shit. These guys can play. What was the moment? Like you're just <laughs> yeah. in drills, or I think it was the biggest moment. Probably the biggest Cody. moment. I, I gotta yeah. say this before you give your answer. Uh -huh. The biggest moment I've learned from talking to Austin Mack this year okay. is that he was sold on the idea of, hey, you're going to Montreal. Montreal is this beautiful city. There's lots to eat, and then you mm -hmm. end up in Trois Rivières for training camp. And you're like, this isn't Montreal. <laughs> this is not. Montreal. Where the hell are we? <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. I'm like, oh my god, we in Three Rivers. Okay, all right. But uh, uh, the biggest thing with me was just seeing how precise and efficient Cody was. Yeah, uh, I played around a lot of great quarterbacks in my career, uh, and they was also efficient with the ball. Uh, they didn't make you uh they didn't they didn't make mistakes you know what i mean like you really had to go out your way to capitalize on them and uh i seen it with cody uh i seen it with all our quarterbacks I seen it with our coaches they didn't just seeing coach moss and his playbook and how he runs things and uh, how complex it can be i think that was just the biggest thing for my wake-up call was like hey i need to learn this cfl game and i need to learn it fast uh, yeah. uh, last one i'll ask you here is just a little bit of a, a look ahead towards winnipeg um, you've obviously had early film on and you've been looking, you guys are starting to install stuff for the mm -hmm. game, trying to figure it out. What do you see as whether it's biggest challenge or thing you can take advantage of? Like, what is the overview for you again? Cause I know specifics are not what you're here to give, yeah. but, but Winnipeg as a whole, I think people understand their identity, what mm -hmm. they're about for you playing that, that cover linebacker, Sam linebacker, whatever you yeah, want to I call it. A spot, lot of stuff. Right? You're all over the place. You're yeah. rolling back. You're playing cover two. You're doing Facts. this. You're blitzing. It's like <laughs> yeah, you got to do a little bit of everything, but now you got to do it against a team that's got a real carved out identity. Mm -hmm. What do you see in this game unfolding? Uh, at the end of the day, I do see the fact that I've been watching film all year is that we're a completely different team when yeah. we played them. You know, the first game, uh, I was just coming off practice roster. I had one rep in special teams. <laughs> the second game, I was playing field half, playing a whole different position, you know. So the fact that the complex of our defense, so many moving pieces has changed, I think the biggest thing is just to play our brand of football, how we got here, and uh, just to keep rising it to the next level. Like, what's next? Be better. That's our mindset. So what can we do? Uh, and just our identity, they're a well-balanced team. Yep. You know, you just can't talk about them. Right? You can't talk about Brady Ovella because then you forget about Zach Kolaris. Or you can't think about Zach Kolaris because then you forget about Kenny Lahr, Dembski, Sean, so many guys that are just so versatile. They can do so many things. you got to bring your A game every single play. You going to pop your head out the tunnel uh, during halftime and listen to Green Day? Or? <laughs> oh, yeah, I like me a little bit of rock music. These guys have been helping me, too, about rock music. So, Coach going to be mad, but I might have to. <laughs> yeah, the experience looks good. I've been looking at the field a little bit, how they've been setting it up. Man, I'm just so blessed to be here. I'm thankful for people like you guys. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled because I've been covering the league for almost a decade now, and, yeah. and I can tell you, you know, your first year up here, first year around the great couple uh -huh. of the rest, you are going to come, whether it's out of the tunnel for pregame <laughs> or the actual game, yeah. you're going to look around and go, this isn't the Ooh. CFL that I've been playing in the whole year. Yeah. It's, it's a different experience, but I, I, mean, I hope man. you enjoy the hell out of it, man. Yeah, man, I think I will, man. I love it so much. Uh, I'm falling in love with the Canadian fans, the media, the market, just everything. It's just special, man. This league is top-notch. Awesome. Like, it's just so slept on to me, in my opinion, being from down south, but maybe just because they don't get enough coverage. But I think it should, man. I love it a lot. Couldn't agree with you more. Have a great game on Sunday, okay? Appreciate it, Matt. One thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, and the real reason I wanted to grab, because I know you just did an hour's worth of media <laughs> over there jamming it all in. As I watched the back end of your career, mm -hmm. and I see what Zach is doing as he is aging, mm -hmm. 
you know better than anybody, there's a lot of ways to have success playing quarterback in the Canadian Football mm-hmm. League. But I see so much in my analysis of Zach looking like what you did in the back half of your career, mm-hmm. placing the football perfectly, being efficient, being smart, knowing to get it up early, to get it on time, mm-hmm. all these things. Do you see any of that? Are there any comparisons that you would make in terms of the way you played the game and the way that he's playing the game as mm-hmm. he's aged? Because I would say the early career for Zach, mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Now I see it more and more, and that's kind of an interesting cross in, of mm-hmm. course, this matchup that I've seen. Um, no, I haven't looked into it that, in that aspect. Um, all I know is uh, as you get older, um, you know, there's, a, there's certain things you, you have to do to be consistent. Um, and the dedication that goes into that. And it can come to a point where things just start to slow down a little bit. But there's a lot of hard work that goes into that. And, and you can see that in Zach. You talk a lot about him, you know, not taking a lot of hits because he's in rhythm. His eyes are in the right spot. And the ball is going to be out. So I think overall, I think Buck Pierce has done an excellent job with him. But then it's up to the quarterback to go out there and take all that information, all that knowledge, and then go execute on the field. But, you know, when you get into your mid-30s, you got a lot of experience, a lot of years, and he is surrounded with a lot of great talent. So all that stuff, you got to give Zach a lot of credit because people do not understand how hard it is to do the things that he's doing on a consistent basis. There's a lot of hard work, dedication, mental preparation that goes into that. So... Um, and either some guys do it or don't, and he's one of the guys who is doing it because I'm sure he's making that commitment to get himself ready week in and week out. The, the way that I was always kind of told, you know, playing quarterback was that, you know, you're the one who has to disperse the ball, and everybody uses the point guard analogy and mm-hmm. all the rest. Talking to Michael Falls at Laurier last week before the Yates Cup, he told me a little bit different way that he was teaching his quarterback, Taylor Algersma, which was A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. A is the center. Mm-hmm. You were just the B. Yeah. Everything in front of you is the C. Mm-hmm. Receivers, checkdowns, whatever it might be. Yep. What was the analogy that you use in your playing days or maybe that you use, whether it's coaching with the U2M Caravan or mm-hmm. using it now with the Alouettes? How do you try to tell quarterbacks, here's how to play the game in the simplest mentality possible? Well, I think the biggest thing for the quarterback position is to make sure, again, you're going to watch film. Uh, you're going to have this, uh, this snapshot of what you think the defense is going to do because you prepared yourself. Once you get on the field, on the field, you see the exact same picture, but once that ball is snapped, things could change, right? right? And that's been the biggest thing that I try to focus on the qu- with the quarterback position. Yeah, we have this mental picture, but all of a sudden that safety could go in a different direction. So make sure that we are our eyes are in the right spot. So we have certain concepts where, you know, sometimes we're reading the safety, other times we're looking at a certain area, and I'm always right behind the quarterback. And if his eyes are not in the right spots. I'll let him know right away because his footwork, <laughs> yeah. his decision will be off. Yeah. And that's the one thing that we try to stress to be consistent is post-snap confirming what you just what you thought you saw beforehand. It's unfair for me to ask you this because it's an hours-long conversation, <laughs> but this is the last question that I'll ask you. Your time playing quarterback, the quarterbacks we're seeing today, I'm sitting down with Bo Levi Mitchell coming up tomorrow, going to have a conversation with him and Taylor Powell on the way they see the game, the state of quarterbacking, mm-hmm. big-picture stuff. I guess the, the question I want to ask you that I've, I've really honestly always wanted to ask mm-hmm. you is just the state of quarterback play and the evolution of quarterback play in the Canadian football mm-hmm. league. Again, I know it's an hours-long conversation <laughs> because the joy of quarterbacking is that there's a thousand different ways that you can take it. Mm-hmm. But what do you see in our game right now compared to not just your days playing, but the evolution of how you coach it, mm-hmm. the systems, the defenses that you're facing? What is quarterbacking in 2023 in the CFL to Anthony Calvillo? 
Well, I think that's the biggest thing you just mentioned is, uh, is you know, you may have a system, you may have a system that's worked for you in the past, but if you don't have the right quarterback for that system, you're not going to have a lot of success. So I think it's really about, you know, the quarterbacks that you have, and we have a lot of great young quarterbacks who are getting their opportunity. When I first came into the CFL, there was a lot of veterans. There wasn't many young quarterbacks there. So I got a chance to see some great, great quarterbacks, and then I was trying to be them. Yeah. That was the ultimate goal. Um, and now in the last few years, a lot of these veteran quarterbacks have now retired, and now we got new guys who are taking over the league, and the challenge that they have is being consistent. Um, and that's for every position whatsoever. So I'm very excited about the growth of our of our uh, the quarterbacks in our league. But again, you know, it's if you want to stay on that field, you got to be open-minded and you got to be consistent. If you're not consistent, you're going to be upset because they're going to give somebody else an opportunity. So uh, I'm really happy to see what's going on around in our league. That's awesome. Well, uh, I know that you've been through a bunch of these, but don't forget to have some fun. <laughs> Enjoy it. Well, it's, it's my first year as a coach, yes. right? So that's the biggest thing right now is right now, you know, because whenever you're game planning, you know, you game plan, uh, you know, for this opponent. And then usually by day three or two days before a game or at least the day before, you're now working on the next opponent. There is no next opponent. <laughs> so after, once, once this game plan is done, yeah. now I'll be able to relax when my family comes in. But then you still got to get yourself mentally right. ready for all the plays. But that's the biggest difference. So I'll have my fun later on in the week. I, I do love what you said over there, and I'll leave you with this. When you were saying, I told the guys, just don't forget that eating <laughs> might be an important thing to do because I remember being in the Vanier Cup 2014 in yes. Montreal, and there were various points in the day where I'm like, I think all I've had is like an, an orange tea and a yes. biscuit, and it's all of a sudden it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, yes. and you feel like you have a headache and you're worn out, and it's you've been through the grind of the Great Cup weeks, and yeah, I mean, I think it's it's simple advice, but it's the most basic things that you just forget on crazy weeks like But it this. happened to me yesterday. It's like, <laughs> did not eat because whatever reason yeah. as a coach, and then at night I'm like, I have, I have a headache. Yep. Okay, I got to go stop. Anyways, it's one of those things that you know, you try to prepare as much as you can, but that, that always stood out in my mind for the players because it's, it's different. It's just a totally different week. Agree. Anthony, have a great game on no Sunday. Problem. Thank you for the time. I appreciate no problem. it. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Congratulations, man, on, on another great year. I, I know talking to you throughout the season that started a little slow, yeah. a little frustrating, figured out, no reps with Cody. How the hell are you guys here? <sighs> Hard work. <laughs> Coach Moss said it best at the end of that, that interview, you know, a little explicit too. But, yeah, this, this team's both to get back to hard work, and yeah. that's all we do. We pride ourselves on getting back to work every day. I've, uh, I've talked with Reggie already today, Stubblefield, yep. and kind of picked his brain on his experience, how he saw everything in that East final. Your defense is going crazy. I, I saw the post-game speech as well from Christian where he's saying, listen, like defense, special teams, guys did your job, offense, we're going to catch up. How did you experience the East final? Because like you know that you guys are capable of great things offensively. Yeah. The reality is it wasn't blowing the scoreboard up. It wasn't crazy production. But you must have just been standing on the sidelines watching your defense fall out and going, what the hell is going on? Yeah, completely blown away. Yeah. That's the word. I'm, I'm on the bike getting warm for my reps about to go on, and all I see is pick six, pick six, fumble. <laughs> yeah, no, it was honestly a masterpiece. Like, I had never seen a defense play that kind of dominant football. Just the look on Chad Kelly's eyes said it all. You know, yeah. you could see that through the helmet. He was just visibly shook. Didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I, I don't know if any quarterback would have been able to know what to do. And, you know, that's just a testament to how hard they've worked all year. 
um, you know, everyone saying that we can't beat the best teams, and you know, look at look what we did. So we're just they're ballers over yeah, there. No doubt, and they give you a shot in any game, including this game, right? Yeah. And so it's like. I love this matchup specifically because obviously the four straight and the bombers mm -hmm. and the dynasty and the like even though they didn't win the three straight they're still there they're still a step away everybody yep. knows how good they've been and how good they will be moving forward as long as they've got this core but you guys are just kind of like rolling in feeling good mm -hmm. and, and ready for whatever the hell comes your way right yeah I think that's kind of the attitude we have you know uh after no one gave us a chance against Toronto, we kind of just said, screw it. Uh, yeah. Whoever you line up in front of us, uh, we know what we're capable of. We know what we can do. Let's see if, if you're going to match what, what we're about. And, you know, like we said on offense, we're not even mad when we punt the ball because we know what kind of defense is going out there. We know they can score points at any given time. We just got to protect the ball and, and do what's right and not turn the, fall, the ball over. I think complimentary football is when we win our, when we play our best games and when we win the game. I know this is uh, an inexact uh, science when it comes to how sweet a win feels. Mm. If you win this week, I'm sure it'll be the sweetest regardless of what happens. Was last week the sweetest win of your football career? <sighs> like you're standing on the sideline, like there's this visceral feeling going through your body of like, I don't know what's happening, yeah. but I feel incredible. To date, <laughs> most definitely, you know, Excite Vanier Cup excitement yeah. was last weekend. You know, obviously not being able to beat Toronto all year and hearing the critics and, like I said before, not having a shot going into the game uh, from the outside people. And then, yeah, being able to go in there and dominate to that fashion and, you know, just, just dominate, like completely dominate. There's no better feeling, you know. You just you, you walk out of that stadium feeling like you've left everything on the field and... You, you earned yourself a, a spot at the Grey Cup. Does it feel like just yesterday that uh, you have TSN cameras in your face sitting at a draft party with your brother? Yes, it feels like just yesterday. <laughs> Seeing the draft people here too, like weren't you just drafted last year? Like weren't we just talking at the Combine? Yeah, it's crazy, you know. It's uh, it's uh, it's an honor, you know, to be in my second year, to be uh, in the Grey Cup, you know. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, my university career started the same way, one rookie of the year. Got to go to the banquet, um, wasn't there with my team, watched the other teams show up. And, you know, last year, me, Chandler, Gino Worthy, we said we're going to be here, but with our team. And, you know, we stuck to it. You know, obviously, Gino went his ways, but uh, me and Chandler Worthy still here. And it's a goal we said we're going to do, and it's time to just finish it now. You spent one year with Gino. He leaves in free agency. What did you learn from Is he much of like a teach the young guys kind of dude? Yeah. He seems like he's he's got a pretty good sense for if you're on my team, you're with me, let's mm -hmm. go figure this out together kind of thing. Obviously a difficult year in Edmonton, but there's no doubt that he's one of the best receivers in the Canadian Football League. What did you pick up from him that you feel like has helped your game? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I wouldn't even say on the field, just mental. Yeah. You know, taking me into the film room early mornings before, you know, the stuff that you don't see uh, outside of the football life, you know, you don't see those, those meeting room early mornings. Yeah. So just how to be a pro, you know, how to handle myself, you know, even when things aren't going right on the field, when adversity hits, just how to pick yourself back up, how to help the team, you know, even if you're not doing well. So that's something uh, that's not seen but that's something I owe Gino for sure. And on the field, you know, just how to go up and get the ball. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> that's, that's his specialty. I would always ask him for little tricks on just how to make every ball uh, not 50-50, like he likes to say, 80-10 yep. or 80-20. Or um, so, yeah, we owe that to Gino. And, you know, I mean, even winning this great cup is for Gino too, you know. He gave everything to this organization, you know. He's still a part of this team in some way. So, you know, we're still doing it for him for sure. That's awesome. Uh, and <laughs> I, I'm wondering what your family is going to be like. I assume brother has already asked for tickets. Mom's yeah. all in. Yeah, mom, brother, dad, and sister. I told yeah. them, those four, I got you. They'll be here. <laughs> I told Jalen his clauses he has to have an Alouez jersey on okay. Saturday. So, hope to see that. See, I feel like when you came to his game, Calgary 
at Ottawa yeah. that you, you were wearing Al's gear, or were you... No, I was wearing a Calgary 85 <laughs> Philpaw jersey. I felt kind of weird wearing it. There's still a uh, photo on social media of me in it, which I don't really like, but... <laughs> I hey, wore hey, it, so. Hey, man, that's okay. If you Google my name and you search the word Vanier, there's a picture of me and my XXX ex-girlfriend making oh, out on oh, the field postgame. So, okay. Yeah, the, the SEO likes to uh, yeah. likes to ruin us, and the internet is forever, as everybody likes to <laughs> they say. They got you good, though. But uh, last one before I get you out of here. If you score a touchdown, if you win most of Standing Canadian mm -hmm. in the Grey Cup, like whatever comes of this experience for even if you lose the game. Yeah. What will this experience be to you as you stand here a couple days out from your first of what I believe will be many venue or great cup appearances? Yeah, just like an eye-opening experience, you know. Being a Canadian, uh, growing up as a kid watching Canadian football, this is where I envisioned myself to be. And, you know, the events and all that kind of stuff can get dis distracting, but we're here to win the great cup. Uh, don't let that get confused. And that's something I've had on my mind since I started playing football as a six-year-old. So uh, definitely going to take, uh, take away from this uh, uh, experience, but... Yeah, if I don't win it this time, I'll be here again for yeah, sure. I agree. Most definitely. Couldn't agree more. Great Sorry. job, man. Have a great game. Thank you so much. Appreciate yes. it. See you out there. You.